It's episode four of Tropical Talk Radio. I've got the radio voice, the radio voice, the cat man, and the Austrian. Stick around, put on your thinking caps, <laughs> and we are going to share with you some deep shit today. Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. All right, we don't quite have the technology yet, but we're working on getting some audio drops, but they've got to be real time because this is unedited. This is one we've got in our FX folder right now. The fucking cat, man. <laughs> the fucking know. cat, man. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> All right, we're at the TMBA compound. We're on the back veranda overlooking the pool. It's Ian's birthday. Happy birthday, Ian. we got an applause effect for you. How does Thank it feel you. to be the big 3-0, sir? Uh, you told me. You turned it first. Ouch! Yeah, so to today, to celebrate being old men, we're going to try to impart the wisdom that we think we know. Right. But we could totally be wrong about this stuff. Ian just fed a little baby cat that now looks will not die in the bushes, but will instead become a constant fixture and pest in our lives. Thank yes. you. This fucking cat, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's radio. David, welcome back to Bali, sir. Is it good to be back? It's good to be back, but it seems like I brought the bad weather with you, me. You did. It, it is rainy season. Like, it's not all tropical here, right? David, for those of you who don't know, is the man behind uh, the Lifestyle Business Podcast since episode 54-ish. Ouch. Just it's something about this weather, too, that I want to bring up. You know, it's it's almost worth not coming to Bali during certain months. I mean, I'm, I'm really thinking about it, you know? So from yeah. December to, well, anywhere from mid-November to about February, I hear, it's raining. And I, I mean, I we're just, not talking about Actually, uh, little it rain. was like lot, this year, it was until uh, mid-April. Worse than you think. Right. And I just got a tweet from the AdSense flippers saying, uh, we're coming to Bali in like one week. And I'm thinking, oh, should we tell them? <laughs> should we tell yeah. them it's just been shit? Yeah, actually, it is rainy. It is. You've been just down in Davao with the AdSense flippers. These guys we met at the protocol. Your cat is fucking meowing again. Dude. Yes. <laughs> I already fed it. Maybe it needs water. <laughs> All right, I don't think the microphone's going to pick it up, but my brain is. And that's that's the point. I think Amir washed it in the pool. <laughs> I said, I'm not sure if that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know how good this is for our brand. we got to stop talking about cats. So Davao, Philippines. We're talking about right. a place where you can get virtual assistance for less than half of the cost of an agent in Manila. Tell us about the agent that you just hired for us. Okay, so we hired this girl. She's 19. She's going to credit college next year. And she's like, like she needs money and... Uh, so she's gonna work for us and she's gonna start working for us for about 53 pesos an hour, which is about one buck. Um, and she's like, she like has experience with audio editing. And now she, before anybody goes out and like calls the human right, 1-800-HUMAN-RIGHTS on us. Right. I mean, we're talking about like Davao, if you go there, this is like the edge of the, the fucking developed universe, right? right. And, and this is a great job for her, actually. Yes. 
and, and here's the thing. I just want to point this out because I think, you know, I've I, we've gotten some comments before. People have take real, real, people have a real soft spot. They take objection to this kind of thing. But the truth of the matter is, this chick is being brought into a place where she can make money from anywhere in the world. It's, it's part of the new rich, and she's going to be participating in that. And that's really cool because she's not reliant on local government or local infrastructure to make money. Which will totally hold her back, especially down in the valley. You know, if she got... I mean, if she was like following the standard Filipino script in Southern Davao, she would not have a bright future. Right. And speaking of what people get pissed off about, they also get pissed off about like losing jobs. Well, you know, look, there's nobody that's going to edit our podcast at any kind of Western rate because it's just not possible. Right. So it's either you want pod. I mean, I, mean, I, I totally object to that kind of argument. I think it's unsound emotional thinking. That's why I don't. That's why I'm pissed off at myself for even having addressed it today. So your idea, you've spent a lot of time in the Philippines, a lot of time in Bali, a lot of time in Thailand. You've been all around the right. block. I mean, what do you think of Bali compared to Philippines and Thailand at this point? Hmm. Well, so, so the weather is kind of disappointing right now. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it gets a bit better. But uh, the one thing in the Philippines is that we talked about so often before is there's such a small peer group, 60-year-old retirees. And it gets a bit better when you go to Manila or Cebu, but uh, it's still like slightly. It's still a big problem in the Philippines. I want to talk about something real quick here that that I'm going to bring up in a little bit here too, which is uh, about being healthy. And one thing I feel about uh, in Bali is that it's really easy to be healthy. When right. you're in the Philippines, I feel like you're eating worse food. I feel like yes. the crowd that you're talking about, the 50 plus crowd that's retired over there, uh, they're drinking themselves into the bars most nights. Yeah. Uh, and there's not a lot of uh, you know healthy things to do in the Philippines. So yes. although it is raining here right now, I do feel like Bali is a more healthy place to live. Yeah, and when that's you talk true. about how much your environment affects you, um, it's the people that you're around that affect you so much. And like, you know, if you look at the average Filipino, their average diet is worse than, you know, anywhere else in Southeast Asia. And it's tough to be that one outlier in the whole Philippines, like the guy who does run 10 miles a day and, you know, managed to find a personal assistant who cooks right. and lean meats and stuff like that. I mean, that's tough. Joe does that. Right. I mean, He's right, fantastic, so, but right. right. You've got a lot of peers in Bali if you want to be healthy, not so much in the Philippines. Right. right. So they're very much the outliers. Uh, are there any other, uh, you know, bright points about Bali for you versus the Philippines? Uh, it's just a lot nicer. Um, the first few days I came to the Philippines this time, I was going straight from Bali to the Philippines. I was like walking around the streets and it's just, there's like something depressing about the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> but then now, now I spent like six or seven weeks there. So like towards the end of that time, yeah. it got better. And now I didn't feel it that much, but like, it's like a big difference, like Bali is so much nicer. All right, so what are we gonna talk about today? Let's talk about, I had this one idea I just wanted to put out there. Um, we talk a lot about internet marketing, internet marketers, like people who, internet marketing, for those of you who don't know, is like basically the industry that teaches people how to make money online. Right. And there is this one dogma that I am seeing not work for a lot of people. And it's a dogma that everybody teaches. And so it's something that I'm venturing, taking a stand, but taking a conceptual stand against and trying to show people another script. Yeah. And this is this, is that everybody in the internet marketing space seems to say that the beginner's market is the best market. And there's one reason that's very positive, and there's one reason that's very insidious. 
The reason that's positive is that the beginner's market is the biggest market. And that the way that they conceptualize this is that there will always be more beginners. Now actually, I think that's a hidden downside, but maybe that's for the future. And, and whereas I guess there's not always gonna be more experts or, or yeah. intermediate people, which I think is actually BS, but that's neither here nor there. The insidious thing, and this is what bothers me, is it's, it implies that, hey, this is great for you because you don't need to know that much in order to help beginners out. And gosh, I just don't like that message. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's true. And I also think it, it really undersells yourself. So let's say like, hey, like you don't need to know that much about SEO in order to teach people SEO. Well, first off, like what kind of product are you gonna come out with if really you don't know that much about SEO? Right. The second thing is, is like, if you focus on like just the people who like just learned about SEO two weeks ago, what, where is your knowledge gonna go? Like if you guys listen to episode number three, like what Travis said, if you were to listen to what Travis said, put up a website next week, go implement it and measure your results, you're not an SEO beginner anymore. Like right. two weeks out of the gate and you're also you're, you're looking for intermediate shit. And what happens to the fucking bozo who stopped, started an SEO beginner's class? Yeah. All of a sudden, anybody who's got half a brain, who sees half an ROI on their investment in your product, is immediately an intermediate right. player. Right. And, and so anyway, that's just like, I just want to start floating this rant out right. into the netherworld and say, this idea that like beginners are a sweet market, I think it's bullshit. They're not a good market at all. Yeah, I agree. And we, we've had this conversation under wraps for a long time now. And so we're kind of starting to bring it out here. And it's one thing that we've consciously made an effort to to not focus on is uh, beginners. I mean, we've had tons of opportunity to focus on whatever we want to focus on, you know? And we decided not to focus on beginners. You know, the dynamite circle is not for beginners. Not for beginners. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of other reasons why people focus on beginners too, is because, you know, internet marketing in, in, in some ways is a bit of a pyramid scheme, you know? Right. So, oh no, you, oh, you just, yeah. put, like, the, the cat is out. <laughs> the fucking cat, man. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just hear me out. Oh no, go! This is fine. This is great. This so, is gonna find us a lot of new friends. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, you've got the bottom part of the pyramid, right? And those are the new guys that are getting into internet marketing, right? And then you got yeah. the guys at the top of the pyramid who are guys that are selling the information, right? Yeah. The deal about the pyramid, and we've talked about this many times, if you're in the pyramid, you want to get to the top of the pyramid, yeah. right? If you're on the bottom, the problem is that the guys at the top of the pyramid don't necessarily want you to get to the top of the pyramid, or they don't necessarily give you the information to get you to the top of the pyramid. Right. They give you the information to kind of stay where you're at. Well, like the classic example is the Dave Ramsey example. Yeah. And he's like so far removed from our situation that it's safe to talk about him, which is that Dave Ramsey sits at the top of the pyramid not teaching how he got at the top of the pyramid, but he teaches you techniques. Now, I love Dave Ramsey. Sure. Also, and I think his techniques are sound. But if, if you really wanted to be like Dave Ramsey, you know, obviously you wouldn't, you wouldn't listen to what he says, you would do what he does. Right, exactly. But, and that's, that's the deal, right? With, with uh, a lot of this stuff is understanding that exactly there. If you want to be like Dave, Dave Ramsey, you should do what he does, not what he teaches. Right. And well, you know, so I mean, this is something that we got to develop a little bit better. But I feel like beginners are less likely to repurchase, even though you know, there's a lot of internet marketers who are like, "Well, I've been selling the same BS," and they have this like this like totally hollow lament. 
which is always like, people are always buying these products, but they never put them to use. Fucking bullshit. You're selling products to idiots. Right. And anybody who's got half a brain, and maybe it's not idiots, but like people who just aren't really, they want some kind, they're on like some kind of magic carpet ride. Like they think they can buy a product and all of a sudden they're gonna be a business person. It's, it's idiotic. It's right. idiotic. So you gotta, I think if you're in the internet marketing space, you have to make a conscious decision whether like I'm legitimately gonna be training entrepreneurs and I'm gonna be working with entrepreneurs or I'm gonna be fucking pissing in the wind for the next five years. There's another problem that I have with these products. Uh, obviously, I've got a couple problems, but another problem here that I have <laughs> with this these- It's funny to do a bitch fest. I love it. If you want to hear something productive, go to the Lifestyle <laughs> Business Podcast. If you want to hear us bitch and moan about the blogosphere, hang out here with us at Tropical Talk Radio. So the other issue that I take with it is that uh, I could never do it because I would be bored out of my skull. I don't know how these people do it. I mean, you're teaching people the same shit every single time. It's like, where is that gonna get you? You know, you're not up leveling yourself. And what we talk about a lot in business is up leveling yourself, you know, moving on to higher level tasks, constantly pushing down and pushing down so you can get somewhere new. Well, if you're constantly teaching these noobs, you know, tips and tricks and things like that, how are you gonna progress yourself? I'll tell you how. There's two ways that they do it. Number one is you learn how to get in the good graces of other people with large networks that do the same thing. And the second thing you learn how to do is like basically convert people into these products. So you learn how to, you learn incredible sales techniques that basically manipulate people. Right. I don't think manipulation is a bad thing, you know, across the board, but you know, if you're selling products that on large part don't work. Right. And you're you're manipulating by telling them effectively that they work. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it's a gray area. It's gray, it's gray, but uh. I'm not too, super hip to it. Yeah, this has been going on for years, by the way. I mean, this isn't anything new. This yeah. is just being presented in a, in a different form. So, you know, there's things out there. There's MLM pyramid schemes. There's yeah. Amway. There's things like that. I mean, this, is, this isn't new, but people are presenting it in a new light, and that's, you know, something that's I, I, going I think on right it's now. important, like, if you're on this whole internet marketing path, it's important to, like, seg into stuff very early in your career that's solid, that you can, like, build a foundation on because... You know, I just see so many classic internet marketing mistakes. It's sad to see the trail of the dead, you know? Simple things like setting the price of a product based on what you need to make off of the product versus what the product is worth to entrepreneurs. That's one that drives me out of my freaking gourd. I can't stand to see, because you can tell that this person just quit their job and if they don't sell it for X price, you know, they're not gonna be able to make it. So we're talking about long ball here. We're talking about, you know, setting a price that makes sense for the customer, not necessarily setting a price that's gonna make make your rent the next month, right? Exactly. <laughs> so let's do this then. Let's say, um, this is kind of a nice little life lesson. You just mentioned long ball. Speaking of long ball, you're 30 years old, Tiger. Right. I hate to break it to you. The fucking cat, man. You are 30. <laughs> You gotta get a new drop. <laughs> I only have one drop. I only have one space bar. Come on, man. Bald Brian's got more drops than you. I, who, whatever Bald Brian's using, I want to get. If we could have like a little keypad that I could. Yeah, they that make would be those. funny, dude. They that make would, those. That would be good. All right. So if anybody can help us out with the audio drops thing, again, no editing. We've said a lot of dumb shit that would have got ed- edited out of our other podcast, but it's all staying here. So let's talk about some of these life lessons that we've learned. At, at sort of this critical juncture. You turn 30 years old. We're not millionaires. You know, right. that's, that's one of these life scripts that people often say, you know, become a millionaire by the time you're 30. Um, I feel like a fucking millionaire. Yeah. 
I often say, and I'd like to put this maybe as a tagline on the top of our blogs, which says, um, you know, we're only, given the resources we have, we are only limited by our imaginations. It's true. And if that, and especially, I mean, when you think about the magic of the internet and the kinds of information that we're privy to, it's like, that's an incredible place to be. Yeah, and when you talk about, you know, your imaginations, I think one thing that's important for me as I, uh, as I turn 30 is uh, starting to really be focused on staying healthy and being healthy. I feel like I've made some strides the last couple of years. I feel like, you know, everybody here in the compound is pretty healthy too. I was just talking to you, Dan, over at lunch today. How, if, uh, you know, if, if uh, we had our ways, like things might be a little bit different, <laughs> you know? I mean, these guys, they really have it together. David, I think that, that you're much healthier than I was when I was 22 years old. So I think that's a, it's a good plan, you know? Sebastian Marshall talks about, you know, being able to live till 100, 120 years old. Yeah, that's really inspiring. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to, like small changes, like instead of eating chocolate, I'll eat a fruit instead and stuff like that. When, when I was 22 to. years old, I would just take anything that would get me fucked up. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> I just <laughs> so I was fucking painting a wall. I'd sniff that shit while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, one thing is uh, when you look around, like especially in, in the United States, I, I've noticed when you look around, like people really start to fall apart, like 60, 70, 80 years old. I mean, the quality of their life just kind of plummets. You know, they're on the fucking scooters in Walmart. <laughs> they got the diabetes. You know. <laughs> It's not good. It's not good. But those are because, you know, that generation, like our folks' generation and even our grand folks, they didn't have all the information that we have now. And they don't have, yeah. uh, you know, we've got tons of information to make informed decisions. They didn't have it. They're eating at McDonald's all the time. So right. I really feel like we've got, you know, like Sebastian says, we've really got a responsibility to ourselves. I mean, it's up to you, but just make a conscious decision for me. I think it's going to be kind of cool to, to be healthy the next 30 years. All right. So how many life lessons do we have? How many do you have written down? I've got three written down. Yeah, I've got two more. You've got two more? Two more. Okay. So let's talk about five life lessons that we learned having been 30 years old. Number one, nobody will give you the power. And, and where do you start with this one? So when we were 26, I just did the math on it. Actually, David did the math on it. I think David actually just left to go eat, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll carry on without him. <laughs> Who needs so, him? Yeah. All right, David, see you later. So <laughs> when we were 26, we- This fucking cat, man. <laughs> oh, 26, we started the business that we currently in right now, and it's yep. morphed into a bunch of different shapes. But yep. we're gonna do a million dollars this year. Yeah, we High are. five. We're gonna do over a million. So um, when we started that business, we didn't exactly, uh, it wasn't exactly given to us. In a lot of ways, it, it, it might have been, but we, we had to do kind of like a land grab, right? We had to kind of say, this is what we want and this is what we're going for. And uh, we took it in a lot of ways. I mean, we did ask for things. And uh, so you're talking about taking what you want, right? Yeah, I mean, I just think if you want something, a lot of people their attunement towards power or success is that they will go around and look for the appropriate person, institution, or life script to deliver that to them. But the reality is is that if you need to take it, like it's an aggressive action. I, off, I have this um, blog post, while we're being very, you know, edgy. I have this, I'm an edgy guy. I mean, if you ever meet me, I'm kind of on the edges. David oh, yeah. cracks it. So I have this blog post in my, in my back end of my blog that says don't be a pussy right and i know it's crude and stuff but that's always and coward doesn't quite 
capture it. It's pussy. It's like that self-violence, that self-inflicted violence on yourself where you puss out. And I never want to not do something in life because I felt like I was a pussy. And that has that very line has motivated me to do so many things in my life. It's incredible. And so, yeah, I, I never want to like not have a business or like not talk to the girl or not um, try to cut the deal or not ask for the money or whatever because I was a pussy. Right. And you want to be strategic about shit too. It's right. not an excuse to just be like, Mister, you know, Dumbo. Piss and vinegar. Yeah, just Mister Bull in a China Shop or anything. I mean, you want to be smooth, but don't be a pussy. Yeah. And that's it. If you want something, you're going to have to take it. No one is going to give you that shit. Even the most powerful people, they're not going to cede power to you. Right. You have to take it. You have to be inevitable. You have to be a force of nature. And then it'll come your way, no question. Yeah, and when you talk about it in terms of a business, I mean, most of the times when you start a business, you're taking money from someone else. Unless you're you know, tapping into something that's never been done before and you're, you're exploring entirely new territories. That's not the case 99% of the time. You're taking market share, you're taking money from somebody else and that demands that you not be a pussy. Yeah. And the fire is gonna come, fellas, and it's gonna come fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta get into it. That's true, it's absolutely true. Number two, you can't give a shit for people. Um, this is one that I bring up a lot on our shows because it's it was a big factor for me. I'm a really social person. I like to hang out with people. I like to shoot the shit for hours on end. And I've spent a lot of my life trying to sort of turn people in my immediate social network while I was going through significant changes to try to like get them on board, you know, and try to bring them along. Right. And I've realized, especially now with the information being so clear <laughs> and everything being so out there that, you know, if they want to get on the bus, it's easy for them to get on the bus. And if they don't get on the bus, they are making a statement to you, whether or not they're conscious about it or not, which is that they don't really care about the bus. Right. And you need to recognize that and not spend tons of your energy and emotional efforts trying to get people on board. I mean, it's there. You know, they know how to get on. It's not going anywhere. They can always be there for you or with you. But to spend your, your days lamenting the fact that your close friends and loved ones aren't coming along with you on this journey that you're going on, it's going to hold you back. And you got to make a decision about whether you're going to be on the bus cruising along or whether you're going to be spend all your time trying to convince everybody. Yeah, I think a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have this story in, of, of like family and friends disapproving. I don't think it's so much disapproving as not understanding. So they're not necessarily understanding. And when that happens, you find yourself trying to help them to understand. And that's a lot of times a lost cause because even if you you know help them understand, it, they're still not willing to opt in. They're not willing to understand on the level where you do. Um, and so it's, a, it's, it's difficult, you know? It's like bring yourself back to when you're like, 10 years old trying to convince your best buddy to like do something that he shouldn't be doing or something or, or uh, believe a certain thing. I mean, it's the same thing, but when we become adults, uh, we, we continue to do it. Well, a lot of these points, there's this one entrepreneurship point that's like, uh, I listened to a podcast one time where a guy was like, well, when I see a bunch of people doing one thing, I just like look to do it the opposite way. I was talking to a prominent internet marketer the other day and he yeah, said- Yeah, you're like the, you're like the uh, epitome of that statement. I mean, yeah, it's, it's almost the way that you uh, operate 100% of the time. Right, like I, I do this really annoying thing. I know that I do this, like where 
I'll make an argument for something pro and then someone will agree with me and then I'll go just disagree with them immediately. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so it's, it's about being a born contrarian and entrepreneurship is, a, is fundamentally about being a contrarian. It's about finding value where other people have undervalued stuff. Yeah. Other people have said this is not valuable, I'm gonna do it. A prominent internet marketer told me I've been watching everything you guys have been doing with the DC. He's like, you guys are doing everything wrong. It's amazing. Like you, yeah. have, you have all these paying customers. Everybody's pumped about it. Everybody enjoys the product, it seems. And you, you're doing everything wrong. You're, you're not following anybody's advice. And that to me is like, these are all things that have been undervalued in the internet marketing space. Long-term relationships, low prices, low pressure sales tactics, no beginners, like all these things that are wrong, 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 wrong. We're doing them all. Right. And I think that that's the entrepreneurial thing to do. And and let me get on to point number three because this is highly related. Point number three is being confident in your core desires and passions, okay? So you know how like old people, they get to the point in their lives where like, fuck it. And they're like, this is what I believe. Yep. And they just start saying shit. That to me, if you can get there earlier in your life, you're gonna be much better off. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people in the world and most people are gonna think you're a douche. Right. You it's know, there's like, 80% of the people listening to this podcast are like, if I just showed it to everybody, they'd be like, that guy's a douche, forget him. But 20% of you guys out there, you're our people, and you're you're part of what we're doing, and that's all that counts. It's it's like when you're at the uh, when you're at the YMCA and in, in the uh, the locker room, right? And the, and there's the guy that's like 65 years old, little overweight, you know, he's like. <laughs> In front of the mirror, like shaven, naked, talking to you, completely naked, right? Just does not care, right? And there's like the 25 year old, he's like got his towel on, is like making sure he's like covered up. That's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's not only not caring what other people think, but it's how you opt into these life scripts. One of the scripts that's had a profound impact on me is what relationships are supposed to be like. Um, in particular romantic relationships, but there's like all different kinds. Like there's these scripts that are given to us by movies, by our parents, by you know society in general, like this is what it's supposed to be to be in a relationship. And I've met enough entrepreneurs, I've met enough people who are pushing the boundaries of what's possible or just doing things that are different to know that all that really matters is what you like, right? Like so tr it's, it's, to use a cliche, it's like trusting your gut. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can take away all the moral overlay bullshit, the less of a moralist you are, the better. Like, all that supposed to, supposed to, supposed to stuff that gets, like, put in your brain your whole life, that's fucking you up from running a great business right now. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about chipping away at your ego. Yes. Right? We're not necessarily talking about having a weak constitution, but we're talking about knowing exactly where you stand on things. Right? Yeah. Having and, a steady constitution. Yeah, I think you need to have integrity. That's all. That's, to, to, to make the distinguishment between integrity and low ego is tough. I, I don't want to wade into those philosophical waters right now, but I think you can have a lot of integrity but still have a very small ego or a very small self and not a lot of moral overlay. And I think that that means trusting that you know that the things that you value, that's it. If someone comes along with a script that's like, you know, you should be, you should have relationships like in romantic comedies. You're like, whatever, that's fine for other people. That's not my script. Same thing with like, you know, the script that says, if you're a doctor, you're successful. Like these scripts are illusions that other people wrote. Right. Like there is nothing physical on the planet that says doctor equals successful. Like yeah. that is a script. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you write your own scripts. So you have to stop opting into these illusions. Like doctors are not successful. Like, 
in one version of the world, right? Obviously, like, there's a perception out there that people think doctors are perceptive. But my point is, is that, like, you can rewrite the script. You you have the potential to think that doctors are not successful. Right. It's up to you. There's, there's a lot of advantages to, to what you're talking about here, though, right? So being a doctor and understanding that a doctor is successful, because doctors can be successful, and it can bring you a good living and I, things like that. Let so, me back up before I get called a total whack job. Because I just said something that's very controversial for philosoph my philosophers out there, which is to say that successful is a value judgment, not a truth judgment. So right. I'm not saying that truth is relative, but values are. Right. Okay. So let me, I'm okay. Just, I just want to get that out of the way. Yeah, I think that I understand that, but I think it's good that you made that distinction. And but my point here is that there's a lot of advantages to go down that hallway of being a doctor. And you know, we talk about education as a hallway too. I think it's like very as we would say, like Jewish thinking, and that's not in a derogatory uh, firm, f form there, but like... The, Plus you're Jewish, so... Right, yeah, the, the Jews stick together, right? And so... <laughs> it's something like 99% of Jews like go to, go to college, you That's know? for real, man. But it's because they keep these core values that they've had for thousands and thousands of years, and they pass them on, and it's part of their culture, and it's actually done them pretty well. Yeah. But it's a bit of a hallway. So, right, so we make the distinction between hallways and like games. Right. Right. So like a hallway would be like university credentials, like resumes or whatever. Like anybody who's worried about a resume gap would be worried about hallways. Yes. Whereas like I know what Ian and I would do about a resume gap, just change a date. Right. Just seriously. That's Absolutely. A, that's a game. Because I mean, are you gonna let somebody hold you up from a job that you want because of something that's completely irrelevant? Some small thing. Right. Yeah. So just fudge that shit. Or come up with a great story. Right. Or, you know, if you're in an interview and you've got a gap on your resume and the guy that you're interviewing with doesn't like that you have a gap on your resume, he doesn't like that you traveled for a year. Are you really going to like this guy? I mean, maybe well, you shouldn't be applying for that job. And, and that's the point that I was hitting down with my, like, the 20% of people are our people. I think that people don't have enough confidence in that kind of stuff. And I said that the other day. So I gave this... I had a couple beers in me, so I gave one of those impassioned, half-teary-eyed speeches where I said, like, I will never, ever, like, give anybody the time of day ever again that cares about resume gaps. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the way I want to live my life going forward. Like, I'm never going to have this conversation with some guy that's judging me based on that. Right. I'm just not going to fucking have that conversation with anybody. And that, to me, is the power of this lifestyle and the internet and entrepreneurship is, like, fuck that guy. Right. Like, no, I'm not going to sit there. And I realize that life's tough and sometimes people got to go make jobs and stuff. But we're the lucky ones, right? You know, we're we're at the edge of what's possible here, running these businesses from anywhere. I mean, we're lucky sons of bitches. But a lot of that comes from saying, fuck these scripts. Right. You know, fuck these scripts. I'm not going to listen to the way that people, you know. And the worst part about these scripts is, you know, the number one champions of these are the like the, the people in the middle. You know, if you look at Venkat's pyramid of like the sociopaths, we would be sociopathic at the top. The losers are at the bottom. The clueless are in the middle. It's the clueless who are selling the scripts. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 you know, it's your well-meaning mother who like worked her entire life who's telling you to like enter this script that's like marginally better than her script. Right. Like she's being told, she's being fed all this crap by the sociopaths who are benefiting at the top. Right. So. You back know, to the pyramid. Back to the <laughs> back to the pyramid. All right, Ian, you've got two extras to share with us. We are at 32 minutes. This is officially probably the longest podcast we've ever done. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is Joe, Joe Rogan? Welcome to the Joe Rogan experiment. Uh, what is it? Experience. Yeah, powered by marijuana. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, come on, Joe. Really? This is, this is every episode. Man. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered most of what I wanted to say. I think 30 is going to be a pretty cool year. I'm excited for it. You're already there. David, you're fucking 22, man. I'm so jealous. What's next for you, man, this year? Uh, travel advice or? Life-wise. Have a good time. Make a bunch of money. <laughs> Stay healthy. Be more healthy. As we talked about. That's pretty much it. Um, well, it, it might be worth getting your behind-the-scenes look. The interesting thing about your story, real quick, is that you've been editing the Lifestyle Business Podcast for like 30, 40, 50 episodes. Right. Plus a bunch of other side ones. Right. You're the head moderator and administrator at the Dynamite Circle. Um, and you were listening to the podcast since episode number four. Right. How many of my ums do you think you've taken out in your life? What's the <laughs> um ratio? How much more? Who's the bigger ummer? Ian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. The fucking chat. <laughs> <laughs> one thing about ums, one thing I noticed about my speech, and I, I really want to get good at at speaking and that's why I think that I'm really passionate about this podcast and having you guys around so we can do this but one of the reasons why I said um and I don't know if you guys do this too I've realized that like I ask questions in a very direct way like much more direct than most people ask it so sometimes I'll put like a couple ums in there to slow it down so I don't sound like such a jerk asking a question you're trying to pad your jerk yes exactly it's like a, they're patronizing ums exactly it's it, right it's like um did you have anybody look at that outfit before you um, exactly. put it on tonight? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so pardon my ums, I'm working on them, but I, I think I know where they're coming from at this point. Right. So it's your birthday. We're 34 minutes in. I think we've wasted enough of people's time. Um, I'm pumped. We're going to meet some people tonight. We're going to go um, probably maybe for one night we won't follow up on that healthy plan. Yeah, I don't know. We're going to start with, I think, sushi, and then we're going to move on to something else. But... Uh, Super pumped to have a good night. Drinking some vitamin water right now. Excellent. All right, so if you guys want to connect with us, we're at anything Ian on Twitter, at David H. Me, and at Tropical MBA. This fucking tap, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.